Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom. Oracle Soup with your host, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies, two saucy sisters, broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. On Facebook, like our Oracle Soup page and share your wisdom. Soup is hot and it's ready to be served. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Oracle Soup. This is Gina Thies serving up another podcast with my partner in the kitchen, Miss Katrina Wynn. What's cooking, hey, Mama? Hey there, Gina Mama. You literally are a mama. You have two grown sons. I do. Right? I do. And um, yeah, stopped at two and uh, grown. I'd, I'd like to think that um, my oldest is maturing slowly, but yeah. 17 and 24 seem soon to be 18 and 25 so don't don't do the math okay <laughs> are you, well, you are know but <laughs> bless you for doing that and and really being the mama and uh, and then for me i think i am the mama of trees i am surrounded by trees i've planted and trees i nurture and a lot of mama energy going on here Yes. And then there's the four leggeds. The four leggeds. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. I have four leggeds too. I have um two cats and two dogs. Do you have a dog, right? A dog and a cat. I really have uh, weeded out. Uh, there were times when I had turkeys and chickens and a horse and I think we had up to five dogs and <laughs> Life in the country, I'll tell you. Oh, I know. So what would we do without the mothers of the world, Gina? What would we do? Well, mama is one of those universal terms of endearment, which is comfortably used as um, across cultures, I would say. And it is tying to a very universal motif of mother which is one of the fundamental archetypes, which we'll be getting into later. Yeah, so that's the theme of our show today. Believe it or not, we're taking on a huge topic, but I think we're going to take a nice bite-sized piece of what are these things called archetypes and how do they relate to the tarot? Yes, we have covered many thought-provoking topics here at Oracle Soup. We certainly hope that you listeners are um, enjoying what we are talking about. But keep in mind that we are interested in hearing from you. So we'd love for you to send us your ideas your on topics, uh, your thoughts, and you can also... Um, make suggestions on what you would like us to talk about. So please visit our website at oraclesoup.org and um, be sure to like our Facebook page. You know, Um, what's great about Facebook is that 
then more people get in on the conversation. It's a little more alive. And uh, you can also see some of the posts from previous shows that we've done. Maybe you, you hadn't quite listened to that one yet and might get interested. Yes, they are all posted, all of the previous shows. So um, do, if you haven't caught up, please catch up with us. We really, again, would love to hear you. And thank you for all of you that do subscribe and do listen to us. We really appreciate it. Yes, all you mamas and daddies out there. All right. So stay tuned and we'll get started here shortly. Thanks for tuning in to Oracle Sue. Pull up a chair and join Gina and Katrina for a bowl of warm and nourishing conversation. Coming up next. Welcome back, everyone. Okay, we are eager to get into the topic that we're going to discuss today, which I am personally fascinated with, um, and that being archetypes. So to set up our talk, um, or uh, I guess to sort of lay the foundation of why archetypes are important and relevant to um, us as oracles or anyone that uses symbols or images um, in becoming conscious, I would say, or exploring uh, your life introspectively. Um, let's talk about that. So, Ms. KW. <laughs> I will turn it over to you. So you have some really interesting um, terms and definitions in terms of archetypes. Well, when a big word like archetype comes around, I think it's important to try to get as close to the source of where it came from as possible. And I actually have a couple of paragraphs here from Carl Jung in uh, this book titled Four Archetypes, Mother, Rebirth, Spirit, and Trickster. And uh, because, you know, Jung himself did not coin that phrase, the archetype, and he even talks about that here. And so we're trying to, and also as you, as I read this, uh, I invite you as listeners to contrast the idea of an archetype with something like an emblem. And by definition, an emblem is an abstract or representational pictorial image that represents a concept like a moral truth or an allegory or a person or an actual role or of some sort or another. And of course, in the Tarot, we're very used to thinking of it that way. But when Jung talks about the archetypes, notice the depth that he goes to with these ideas. And this is from um, the introduction. As the archetypes, like all luminous contents, are relatively autonomous, they cannot be integrated simply by rational means, but require a dialectical procedure, a real coming to terms with them, often conducted by the patient in dialogue form, so that, without knowing it, he puts into effect the alchemical definition of the mediatio, an inner colloquy with one's good angel. Usually the process runs a dramatic course with many ups and downs. It expresses itself in or is accompanied by dream symbols that are related to the representations collectives, which is the form of mythological motifs which have portrayed psychic processes of transformation since the earliest times. So as I read that, I know for me, that's very close to the way I relate to working with the tarot cards in a reading, as well as with my client. And to take this idea of mother 
a little further. I thought it might be interesting to read some of the things that Carl Jung said about mother or the great mother as an archetype. The concept of the great mother belongs to the field of comparative religion and embraces wildly varying types of mother goddess. The concept of self is of no immediate concern to psychology because the image of a great mother in this form is rarely encountered in practice (laughs) and then only under very special conditions. The symbol is obviously a derivative of the mother archetype. If we venture to investigate the background of the great mother image from the standpoint of psychology, then the mother archetype, as the more inclusive of the two, must form the basis of our discussion. The lengthy discussion of the concept of an archetype is hardly necessary at this stage. Some preliminary remarks of a general nature may not be out of place. In former times, despite some dissenting opinion and the influence of Aristotle, it was not too difficult to understand Plato's conception of the idea of a superordinate and pre-existent to all phenomena, and that was the archetype. Far from being a modern term, was already in use before the time of St. Augustine Mm -hmm. and was synonymous with idea in the Platonic usage. When the Corpus Hermeticum, which probably dates from the 3rd century, describes God as the archetypal light, it expresses the idea that he is the prototype of all light. That is to say, pre-existent and superordinate to the phenomena, light. So on that note, we're talking about mother as an archetype being an aspect of light. Very, very fascinating. Well, in my, um, I I wouldn't say research, but sort of is, and all the things that have brought me um, in in terms of tarot to psychology and mythology and um, symbology and, and looking at iconology and iconography, it's very interesting that Young, um, who I would think most people would think in terms when you say archetype, that it automatically is associated with something that has to do with psychology. Uh, But he felt very um, misunderstood in terms of what he tried to uh, relay uh, in terms of archetype. Now, some think of archetype as an energy pattern. Um, one of the books I, um, in his writings, Carl Jung's writing, he said um, that uh, my views about the archaic remnants, which I have called archetypes or primordial images, are constantly criticized by people who lack a sufficient knowledge both of the psychology of dreams and of mythology. Um, in my book, Tarot Coupling, um, one of the uh, things I talked about in in terms of understanding specifically tarot images, um, and to me really any image, is to kind of go back and look at mythology or look at the iconography of of where these things are coming from. Now, in a non-psychological sense, I guess an archetype is generally a prototype or the blueprint. Um, You were talking about contrasting um, earlier, you mentioned, and I think another thing to contrast um, archetype against is uh, mem, to look at um, the memetics, which basically they're both um, language-based. Often we speak in terms of learning to row, um, 
in, in terms of learning a language or a Lunamon or whichever oracle you're using. You're learning a language. And I would even go so far as they inspire us. They might trigger things for us. And it goes beyond just a visual image or a mental concept into an actual feeling. Or as Jung is talking about, there's like a light or a spirit behind it. Mm -hmm. And so what he's talking about is there's a common spirit, even though it may show up in different forms. And if you go on to read that book, he talks about how it can actually present itself in a negative form or in a positive form, but it itself is neutral. It's not positive or negative. It just is. Exactly. And um, he also describes it as an inherited tendency. Um, of just how we, in our minds, understand or, I guess, form representations. So um, in terms of the mother, I guess, whether you, um, you know, you could go from place to place, culture to culture, and um, present an image of mother, and it would be understood. Because in our mind, everybody relates to mother. Um, and there's certain qualifications that make up that description of mother, like, for right. instance, someone who gives life or, or f- nurtures or feeds or could be in the, the female or the feminine form. Even though we know once you get beyond that personal representation of the mother, then we can get more into the symbolic representation. And then it doesn't really matter what your gender is or if you're a human being. Uh, it's in the animal kingdom. It's all around the earth. And we, some people would even say it's universal. Like people call, um, like the sun might be the father and the earth might be the mother. Different cultures have different associations with that. So in... In terms of Tarot, what card embodies, you think, the mother archetype the most? What would you say? Well, the obvious one, and I love, I always ask my beginning students that when I love that question. <laughs> is For me, I go right to the, the Major Arcana 3, the Empress, because um, just in terms of numerology, and the number three, out of the two comes the third. And isn't that what the mother does? Is you, you combine the, the ovum with the sperm, and then she puts it into her, her pot there, and she cooks it up a bit, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> There's a gestation period. There is. There is. And then she bursts that little baby onto the earthly plane, which is our other mother, Mother Earth. So uh, I I do think of the three, and I do think of the empress, and she's often depicted as being pregnant, which is talking about that potential of coming through her. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, when you start talking about Mother Nature, um, uh, Mother Earth, um, Gaia, all of these are relevant or terms that relate to this mother um, archetype. So very, very important in terms of looking at the myths myths and religion, uh, what these things are. And I would agree that the empress um, is probably the easiest to identify, but you can also identify the mother through the queens in the deck. So either, any of those could potentially be uh, identified with the mother archetype as well. So while the uh, mother archetype is seen in the queens and the empress, it doesn't necessarily mean that a male won't have a connection to the mother archetype in terms of feeling nurturing and caring. And so not to exclude anybody, I want to point that out. 
<laughs> I mean, anybody, and so that's the whole beauty of it. Anybody can step into that role. And so the role or the energy is one who's nurturing or feeding or being creative even. To me, that three or the empress or the mommy is about creativity. You're creating new life. You said the magic word. I was thinking and creative. It's about the creativity, which is um, what the empress is also very, very – when I think of the empress, when I get that card, I think about – creating what are you creating what are you giving life to what are you birthing what ideas are you birthing what projects are you birthing Mm -hmm. absolutely and so for instance another archetype and this is an interesting thing especially when we're dealing with things like tarot but it can also show up in some of the other oracles is a card that might represent death or the coffin or something like that now it's interesting how some folks will say well that's a good card or a bad card but if we look at something as an archetype Remember, archetypes are neutral. They aren't necessarily good or bad. They're trying to describe an actual experience that's common among us as human beings and is often universal. So, for instance, uh, as human beings, we shed hair or we shed skin, right, Every on a daily basis. Uh, we shed uh, our, our age as we grow. We get larger and taller, perhaps. Uh, and as we get older, other things happen that you know like a friend of mine just lost a kitty today so sometimes we lose those that we love dearly whether you know it be part of our family uh, or just an aspect of ourselves maybe somebody lost a limb you know uh, perhaps they don't have the use of something they used to have and so there's various versions of death and what we need to do archetypally anyway is become more familiar with the concept Ah. and all the qualities that go around it and that are part of that what i would call a complex i often think of it as complex because it magnetically draws all these different experiences and qualities that as a totality as a whole then represents that archetype you know interestingly i'm thinking in terms of counseling you would be able to answer this or maybe have this experience as a reader. I could say, well, you know, uh, language is very important in describing something. But if someone doesn't have a connection, say, for instance, since we're going to we're talking about mother, um, say, for instance, you weren't raised uh, with your with a mother figure. If Is there ever a case when someone has uh, and what to do when someone has uh, maybe difficulty or struggling to identify um, with an, an archetypal energy or mm-hmm. pattern? Right. Yeah. So, for instance, um, and, I, and another thing that I teach in my symbolism class is that everybody has some kind of mother archetype experience that they've had. It isn't necessarily a positive or a negative one all the time. I mean, some folks had a very negative bio mom experience, but they might have had a very positive aunt, grandmother, teacher experience, someone who fulfilled that role of the archetype, somebody who nurtured them and cared about them, loved them unconditionally. Uh, Now, there is a thing that is pretty common in counseling and, and other practices where perhaps a person never really did have that experience. They don't identify as having that experience. And then we encourage them to discover their inner idealized mother and mm-hmm. to mother themselves. And then, of course, then you get into some maybe some inner child work or something like that. But the archetype, just like a dream, and this is why I think of it from a union point of view, is that if you can imagine it, you can embrace it. 
Absolutely. And that's what the trail invites us to do. It inspires our imagination. It reminds us of things that are already within us. And it makes it easier to embrace those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we can at some point get into um, what I wrote about in tarot coupling in terms of identifying uh, or relating to your caretaker, whether you were raised by a single parent or not, and how that sets the model and mold for what you eventually draw into your life in terms of relationships. So, oh, oh amen, sister. <laughs> The archetype exists. It's more like how was the embodiment and the energy of that archetype uh, introduced to you? And perhaps what was introduced to you isn't the idealized version that you wish to embrace. And so that's some of those things you look at, too. It's like, well, I went ahead and I did what I was taught to do because I didn't know any different. Okay. But but fortunately, most of us have an opportunity to look beyond that and go, well, you know what? I can still, let's say, be a mother, mm-hmm. but I don't have to do it the way my mother did it. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes that happens. You go exactly the same or if you don't, you go extremely opposite and, or you just try to make it up, you know, to the best of your ability. One last question. How would we interpret the Empress when it shows up in the reading? And maybe say, for instance, if it relates to a mother issue or motherhood or a matriarch, what would you say? Wow, that's an interesting question. And, and for me, of course, I'm, everybody's different, right? We're all different readers. We have different skill sets that we bring to it. So for me, it could be really, really broad. But the way I start narrowing it, well, first off, it might depend on what kind of question or concern or issue or curiosity the client had coming in to the session. And so then we need to discern, is that card talking about the client? Are they talk, is it talking about someone in their life, someone they know? Is it actually a person or is it a broader concept? You know, for instance, perhaps this person is a manager of a daycare center. And so in some way, they end up being the big mommy. <laughs> and so it's, it's a contextual thing. But I can say that if I see the imprints showing up, at least in the back of my mind, I'm going to keep all those things as possibilities. And I'm going to look to my client to see what resonates best with them. For instance, uh, maybe they're pregnant or thinking of getting pregnant. Maybe they want to start a family. Maybe they are dealing with uh, mommy issues or lack thereof, like not having a mommy character in their life. Maybe right now they need some unconditional love and they need it needs to come from themselves. Exactly. You know? exactly. So it, it could go a lot of different ways, but I would definitely pay attention to all the qualities that make up the complex of that archetype of the mother. Well, what I generally do when it shows up in terms of, say, for instance, they have asked something that has nothing absolutely to do. They may be asking about um, a job or sometimes the way that I read, sometimes I'm not dealing with a question, but I always refer to mother or motherhood issues. So there's something that has to deal with mother or mothering. And the reason why I mentioned that is because, again, it means what it means. It means different things to different people. And we kind of start kind of breaking down. It's a process of elimination. So sometimes I have clients that come back that say, oh, yes, I'm dealing with my son or they're dealing with their mother. And sometimes it's not mother, mother, it's grandmother issues. So they're dealing with their grandchildren. So but 
just saying mother helps them kind of connect dots. And if not, we just kind of progress. And like you said, we keep those, I, I put it out there to keep those in mind. And then sometimes it is about uh, nurturing uh, or paying, uh, paying attention to their own needs. So self-mothering. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Wow. We could go on and on, but I hope people have got the gist of it. It's a huge topic. It's very exciting. For me, it's one of the things that makes working with these different mediums, whether it be the cards or one's psychic abilities, so exciting and, and so meaningful. Yes. So this has been a great show. Great topic. Until next time, it's been really fun, Katrina. Hey, and hey, mom, what's for dinner? (laughs) Gumbo. (laughs) Thank you for spending time with us at Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page, also named Oracle Soup. Be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.wordpress.com, for hot new servings of our saucy talks, as well as past podcasts stored in our Oracle Soup pantry. And visit our individual websites and learn more about our dynamic offerings. Katrina Wen at tarotcounseling.org. Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. And .org is like Oregon. Gina Thies at tarotadvisor.com, advisor spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This podcast is intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.